Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Host Plus has been named Super Rating Super Fund of the Year for 2023. That's a plus. Issued by Host Plus Proprietary Limited. Check the PDS and TMD at hostplus.com.au. Mornings with Matt White, right here on SEN. It is good morning to you. Wednesday morning, March the 1st, in fact. So the first day of the month. And when it comes to firsts, you think of this man. First to the story, first to the bar, first to a freebie, first on a junket. If there's a first grade for Webbies, this man is captain, coach and chairman of Selectors. He's first up on the morning show today. He's the chief sports writer at the Sydney Morning Herald. It's Wednesdays with Andrew Webster. Do you know how much effort I put into that on a Wednesday Am I getting this every... This is the treatment I'm getting every week. Yeah. Yep. Wow. It's my job to lift you up at 9 o'clock on a Wednesday morning. Oh, no, morning. it was really good. It started this the first to the story. Yes. That's... that's yeah, it's been a few years since that's happened. Yes. Um, <laughs> okay. I've, well, I've, I've slipped into I've slipped into chin stroking columnist hmm. these days. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, no. But then it went downhill. No, it didn't. First to the bar. You're saying I'm a drunk? No, I'm I'm just throwing it out there. First to a freebie. I mean, hey. You're saying I'm I'm a sellout. First to a, a junket. A, a biggest a bigger sellout. There may be some truth to that. <laughs> and are you not captain, coach, and chairman of selectors when it comes to the first of Webby's? I am first of his name. <laughs> Gee, what a rap! Come on, mate. I give. I give a lot. Matthew, of thank you so that. much. You're you know welcome. what I'm going to do? I'm going to come up with my own for you next Wednesday. No, no, no. no it's my show. I started that oh, way. Oh, thank you, <laughs> thank you. Oh, here we go. It's my show. Do you know who my I am? Show. That's yeah, right. Good as uh, last weekend. So when we spoke last Wednesday, uh, mm. we were heading into our last weekend before the NRL starts. One of those weird weekends. I was busy with motorsport. Double demerit weekend. Was it? That's what David Gallup calls it for uh, NRL players. Ah, okay. the night before, the, the, the night before, before, the night, the weekend before Christmas. So did you? You got to be careful. Did you lose any points last weekend? No, I was in cotton wool all weekend. Really? Yeah. You get everything done. I've, <laughs> I've got tens of thousands of words on a Bennett, a book on Wayne Bennett that is due allegedly in five weeks. Let me. So ask I was you this. chained to the laptop. You, Take that. It mental image however you want. <laughs> <laughs> Let's take the professional side out of it for just a sec because you're a footy fan. You love the game. It's testing my patience. Do you still get excited about the season ahead I'm, as you used to? Yes. I reckon because the cricket was so lopsided this year and I'm not a big bash guy, I was more – I was – the NFL obviously keeps you ticking along, but I was pining. I was pining for rugby league by about – early December. Yeah, so I'm very and I look I'm writing about this for the Sydney Morning Herald tomorrow. I'm actually I actually think the competition is far more open than people actually understand. So I think we're going to go through our top 8 later. Yeah. I found it really hard jamming everybody in. Professionally there's a fair bit about um you know the the start of this season and the fact that the NRL hasn't really had a campaign on their own, they've they've left their no season launch, but they've left it up to the broadcasters. And I've spoken about this over the course of the last week, and posed the question: Is it the end of the season launch? But do you think the game is doing enough to promote itself? Take the broadcasters out of it. Is the NRL doing enough to promote itself? I think it's been stagnated this year because of the ongoing CBA 
discussions. It's a bit hard when you've got a one of the partners, the playing group, not willing to participate in any marketing for the game, although they've been very open with the media and, and there's been plenty of media yeah. sessions this week and last week. There's been plenty of good stories coming out. So rugby league always gets on despite itself, you know? It always does. It doesn't have to... It, it doesn't really have to sell itself because people are just nat- so naturally invested in it as it is. But a nice little campaign would be good. Maybe yeah. t- I know they tried to bring back Tina a couple of years ago, but that didn't happen because of COVID. So, well, look, I, I think you're right. I think you know, league is league's going to stir its own pot. It's very good at doing that. But when I look at what's coming out of NRL headquarters, and and I understand that there's dramas with the CBA, and we'll touch on that in just a sec. But you don't need players to come up with a very cool. Um, buy-in kind of campaign to roll out the same one from n- last year. What are you going to do? Well, yeah, they live on. They've got enough uh, footage, enough bank of footage to go do Just it. Go, come up with something funky. They should to roll out the real unreal thing. Do you remember seeing the one? The, the NBA did an unbelievable one a couple of seasons ago where they had all those former and current players get with the, getting on the bus. Did you see that one no. from the NBA? It was unbelievable. Alex, our producer, Maestro, as we like to call him on mm. Friday. He um he's nodding in agreement. That was unbelievable. Mm. Why doesn't rugby league try something like that? That's what I'm asking. No, I'm with you. I said on this show last week. I agree that they need to get serious. Yeah, get funky. Run to get... real. Run towards real. I I don't get it. I don't but... get the unreal thing. No, it sounds like something you'd say in the eighties. Well, it's, oh, that it, is so unreal. You know what? It sounds like something. That's you'd so say unreal. It sounds mate. like something you'd say in 2022. It's now 2023. They said it last year, and they should move on. I don't think it worked last year. No, I agree with that. I'd right. call it NR Hell. Oi, there you go. <laughs> with a bit of Akadaka behind yeah. it. Um, some of the issues on the table this morning with Webby. Uh, are we any closer to getting Mitchell Moses signing news out of Parramatta? As we know, Luke Thompson will be out for about six months at least after an ankle injury yesterday. Fair bit of talk around the Dolphins' first team for their premiership debut and Anthony Milford. Not there. Uh, round one selections, we'll go through those. Your story that you broke the other day on the Roosters seeking some salary cap oh. relief for Angus Crichton. The CBA... Maybe I'm first of the news sometimes. Yes, yeah, CBA yeah. situation. Your top eight and your round one tips. So that's all on the table with Webby. And also coming up this morning, uh, well, cricket, Australia v India today. The third test in indoor gets underway this afternoon at 2.30. Full ball-by-ball coverage. What about the thriller in Wellington Yesterday, my regular listeners, we took you through the whole um, shenanigans yesterday. And when I went off air at midday, I was convinced that England were going to win. New Zealand won by one run. Holy hell. Just what a game. the second team in test history to win a match by a single run. I think there have been more than 2,500 test matches. And we're talking over a century and a half. And only twice now has it happened that a team has won by... Just the single run. Incredible. Stefan Schemmelt from the BBC will join me. Sean Bruce from the Sydney Kings will be our guest. And don't forget the captain's run too. So coming up after this show, Cameron Smith, Denning Kemp on today from midday with a special guest in Nico Hines. And that'll lead straight into our test coverage. All righty, Webby, let's dig on in. By the way, you can join the conversation 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. Let's start with Mitchell Moses. Uh, any closer? The word, the street corner tip is that there could be an announcement today. Before 12 o'clock, hopefully. Why? Oh, well, oh, we so on, on, our, on our show. Yes. Our award-winning show. <laughs> yes. Soon to be award-winning show. Uh, look, it just seems like it's a, a it's a fait accompli that he's going to sign and be a nice 
Philip for the club uh, before the season opener tomorrow night at uh, at Combank um, against the Storm. I think it was always going to happen. I think it says a lot though about where his priorities are because he is probably going to you know give up one hundred and fifty thousand to two hundred thousand a year to to stay at Parramatta. The offer from the Tigers they're talking was one point four one point five, which is a good chunk of change. I think that's exactly what they were trying to throw at Munster last year as well. So um, it's it must be that's that's a very very big contract to be to be knocking back. But it yeah. shows you where. Mitchell is in terms of his football, and I just, you know, I think I said it on the show last week. It's I think Parramatta and Mitchell Moses have gone so far down the track with each, each other; they've got to see it through. And if he wants to win a comp, he's more, he's better placed at uh, at Parramatta than the Tigers. So, I think it's I think it won't be a, a surprise, but it's a nice little. It's a nice little sting in the tail for the Eels on the eve of the season. Do you think it's a four-year deal or a five-year deal? Uh, I'm not entirely sure. All right. And do you mm. think that was the sticking point? I think it was part of it. Yeah. Yeah. Mitchell has a, has is managed by his cousin Isaac, who is a one of the great closers, as they like to say in uh, in rugby management league. terms. Yeah, exactly. But I know some. I remember when because he, he was managing Tedesco when he went to the Roosters. Um, a few years ago, and I remember talking to the Roosters around those negotiations, and they went just got strung out right to the end. Um, and he, it was just a couple of extra dollars here, a few extra little conditions here. So, you know, Isaac's very good at getting the best for his uh, clients, and that's the case, I think, in this situation with uh, with Mitchell. I might be drawing a long bow, but does this deal coming to its end and therefore being signed in the next, let's just call it, the next 24 hours, does that signal to you that the CBA is therefore closer? Because this is a big deal to do when there's still some unknowns around employment conditions. Well, but or I, is it? That's all pretty well. That's that the, the cap's been established since December 23 last year. Yeah. Um, the smart agents with the big name clients would have had ratchet clauses in anyway. Um, so uh, it's not, yeah, I, I don't think that would have been a factor. As for the CBA, it's pretty much done. It's pretty much agreed to in principle. They're just sort of dotting the I's and crossing the T's. I've been joking with uh, with the NRL that can they put out like like when they elect a new pope? Yeah, the like white the, smoke. The white smoke. Yeah. Coming out of the top of that chimney thing on top of League Central. <laughs> I reckon that'd be that'd be fantastic. Think of the drama. Well, that'd be hey? great. They'd make do it with judiciaries. They yeah. could do it with. People getting sacked. <laughs> <laughs> hey, there'd be there'd be a pollution alert coming out. Hey, if the, hey, hey! <laughs> just keep on, keep on coming. Anyway, out. we have not seen the white smoke yet coming from Moore Park, but when it does happen, you'll be the first to know. Okay, so the other question is, why didn't the West Tigers get him? If they threw that much money at him, if they threw everything they could at him, why haven't the West Tigers? And you could. said the premiership thing, and you said they go down the path with Parramatta Eels, but it shows that in this case, in this instance, money's not going to buy your time. At the West Tigers. Well, they didn't get the Munster. It didn't get them Latrell a few years ago. It's the the thing is with I think s- smart players are understanding the value that they're not in the game for much for a very long period of time. So they might as well, apart from getting the money, they want to win comps. You don't want to be one of those players that get through a a, a career without tasting finals football, let alone um, playing in a grand final or winning one. Um, what's Mitchell? Twenty seven. Yeah, I think so. So he's still got twenty seven, you know, twenty eight. Yeah, yep. but he's but he's coming right into his into his um his sweet spot in terms of a playmaker. This is when it's time to 
to really cash in. Um, could he do that at the Tigers? I know there's a nice – he's got mates there, and I know that's where he whoops. He's, mm. You know, he started his NRL career. But I think it says more about the than Parramatta than the Tigers. I think it's easy to bash up the poor old Tigers as a as a um, a inferior club, but I don't think that's that's fair all the time. All right. So Mitchell Moses signing news possibly as early as today, and we can expect him to stick around at the Parramatta Reels. The Bulldogs yesterday. I actually followed this one on Twitter. Is where I found out this information about Luke on the Thompson. Twittersphere. Yeah, on the Twittersphere. And I and I've got to say, I'll give absolutely. Is that credit. on the internet? Yes, on the intranet. Uh, absolute credit to the doggies for this. And Phil Gould was on the front foot with it. Yes, the well, stories, he does like to tweet. The stories are correct. Um, Luke Thompson's out, and then a further update saying six months. I mean, bang, there it is. No, no messing about about it. But it's a big loss for him, and that's a big chunk of the season. I've got the Bulldogs sneaking into my eight. You found it, did you? You yeah, found room for them. Well. Not with any certainty. Yeah, I think that those that last eight, top that eighth. I reckon the the top seven sort themselves out. Really, they do. So I reckon there's so much uh, there's so much competition for that eighth position. But after Thompson, Thompson's a big blow. Mm. I don't know if he's worth the eight hundred thousand that he's on. I think that um, that's a signing from a former administration that just shows you how lopsided their cap has been and all the dramas that they've had with their cap. But he is still a quality footballer um, and it's going to hurt them not having him there for six months. Yeah, that's a big out. Uh, And some of the other news, we'll go through our round one selections and get your thoughts there because some interesting ins and outs. But what about what's happened at the Dolphins overnight? Anthony Milford dropped for game one. Wayne Bennett taking the unusual step for him and making a public statement about it. And Milford well and truly in the frame here for not turning up and not getting through preseason the way that they would like. The question is, why? They signed him. They know his history. They are in charge of preseason. And how can you get to a point where is this unexpected that Anthony Milford would be in the kind of um, shape, I guess, that he is and the Dolphins making big noises saying this is this going to set the standard of the club? I just question the whole thing behind it. Don't you know what you're going to get with Anthony Milford? Should they have been surprised? I think they had to. Get, they got him because they had to, and I don't think they. I, I certainly don't think. I think he's. I think he only signed a one year deal from memory. It's on. It's on. It's on that Dolphins uh, um, documentary. Docker. Yeah, there's actually really interesting interplay between Bennett and Sam Au Milford's manager and Milford himself about um, about signing him and basically. In the in those meetings, they talk about – Bennett talks to Milford about, you know, you've got to reach rock bottom in your career to, to climb again. Um, I think it sends a message more than anything. I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing. I think it says – and, and like, I mean, it, if anyone's going to unlock the, um, the brilliance of Anthony Milford from 2015 when, you know, the, the Broncos under Bennett – made the grand final against the Cowboys, it's, it's Wayne. Mm. Um, but it just might take some time. Katoa was, you know, a, a superstar of the future. Yeah. So I reckon, the, and I reckon they saw more out of Katoa, obviously in the, in the, uh, in the preseason. And, and I think it sends a message to Milford that you're going to have to earn your spot. I think, I mean, it clearly they're showing that Katoa is their future. There's no doubt about that. And, and I totally understand that. What I, what sort of made me wince a bit, yesterday was 
Wayne coming out publicly and making those statements. He only says stuff when he knows. But it, that would how be a message to go. Milford, right? That so, would definitely be a message to Milford. Saying, mate, you haven't you haven't aimed up in training him. Yeah, you can't put it all on the club. No. Someone's got to follow the player. Well, absolutely. They're not robots. No, absolutely. You're I mean, shouldn't fire shouldn't, up? Shouldn't Anthony Milford know his position? Did would he have to have waited till round one to have been told by Wayne Bennett that you're not in shape and it's That's time good. to competition competition for positions? That's what you want. A smack around the chops. Yeah, completely. To get you going. I just wonder why that hasn't been done How before. How dare you question the master coach? What do you mean <laughs> hasn't been done before? Well, I just wonder why on earth. I mean, how can you get to a stage where round one... You don't know who, you've, uh, who, you've, you've got a player, who your halves are. You've got a player there who is clearly hasn't put in the way that they want at pre-season training, who's got a history of this kind of, essentially, behaviour. And I'm not, I'm not shit-canning Anthony Milford here, but... This is the fact of the matter. And they come up to the week of round one and decide at this stage of his career, after signing him, taking him through pre-season, that they've got to send a message out to him saying, what's your future? I just don't know. I get the message part. I just don't know how you can wait that long for that, knowing what you've got. Sure. Where does that sit? Well, It's back on Milford. Yeah. Back on Milford. Milford. I, obviously, uh, I've just got a text message here from Brent Reid saying I should stop sucking up to Wayne Bennett. <laughs> I'm not sucking up to Wayne Brent, Bennett, Brent. <laughs> Reedy, nice to hear you listening. Yeah, good. Nice to hear you listening. That's why he was so busy. Good work, Reedy, because I was watching him try to get the wheels going. Webby, I'm talking about here. Wheels in his head, but the wheels were spinning on your phone. Yeah, because I'm getting sledged by a yeah. colleague. Yeah. Hey, Reedy. I'm not sucking up to him. I just think that's, that, like, it, oh, this stuff happens all the time. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not stunned by it at all. It's a classic Bennett ploy. Really? Mm. Playing mind games with Anthony Milford. Reedy, you really want to get him going? Fire him up about uh, technology and the oh, Apple Mac situation. Yeah. He's, he's come in all swinging this morning. I've got a theory yes. I want to put out to the listeners. Yep. I reckon all the geeks who got who got bullied in um, school yep. have uh, exacting revenge on society by making technology so... <laughs> Hard. Batshit crazy hard to navigate and get around. It's like, let's try and make this as complicated as possible. Right. But under the guise that it's as simple as possible, just to do everyone's head in. So there's some kid that's sitting with his cap on backwards that rode his electric skatey to Silicon Valley the other day. Yes. And thought, that Webster bloke, I'm going to sort him out. I'm going to make his phone, his Mac and his iMac as hard as I can. And in the middle of it, I'm going to throw a cloud at him. Yes. That's that's your way You know way what I thinking. said at home today, this morning? I said, I've spent $5,000 on computer equipment and phones, yeah. and none of it works. <laughs> Pretty sure all of it works. You just don't know how to work it. Okay, 0457 736. Okay. On the Anthony Milford of technology. 736 is the text. Or give us a call, 1300 01 1170. And it is Wednesdays with Webby. Now, let's go to some of these text messages. Uh, after the news, we'll dig through the round one selections, those ins and outs. And I want to touch more on the Angus Crichton story uh, that you've had in the Sydney Morning Herald, Webby. Uh, Stu from Cronulla says, I want to stick up for Webby. Jared Waitley is the SEN junket king. That's true. Th- yeah. That is true. Dig, it's what does he get? What does she get? You, you, you name it. You, a hat. Stu, what does Stu get? Yeah. Oh, we can f- we can always find something for Stu. Just what? Just for sticking up for you? Yeah. yeah. I don't go on junkets anyway. <laughs> I know. Well, until you've been on a Super Bowl junket. Oh, hang on, you have. I have. Yeah. But that was some time ago. And I was writing copy. I was writing copy. What's the best junket you've been on? And, and put it in terms of junket, not trip. The best one where you've had to do bugger all... But it's under the guise of work. 
Uh, I did one when I, when I was at Inside Sport about 20 years ago. Oh, yeah. Early, yeah, early 2000s magazine days. We used to get some rippers. Yeah. Um, all I went to, I covered the X Games. They sent me over to Los Angeles to cover the X Games. Yeah. In, uh, including surfing at Huntington Beach. Mm. That was pretty good. How much work did you do there? Reams of copy. <laughs> Reams of copy. Next to nothing. But usually when, like, I've been to Super Bowls, but, like, you can't really, in this day and age, just like justify going over there and writing no stories. So I always, you know, I'm a writer. I always, I find interest, I'm interested in everything. So I'll, I, I usually, if I go on a junket, I'll write. The problem is, is, like, I went, I did a Super Bowl. My first Super Bowl was 2016. The problem is, and that was in San Francisco, and people like Robbie Farah and Anthony Minicello and all these other types were over there at the same time. Yeah. So that's where it gets tricky when you're filing and then spent hanging out with them for, you know, overnight. That's where the junket part comes in. That's the junket that's, part, uh, but that's the juggle. That's the hard yeah. juggle. That's research, Webby. That's what I'd put it down that to. That makes filing the next day very hard. <laughs> <laughs> Very hard. Uh, morning, Maddie and Andrew. Uh, I like how you asked Webby if he got everything done like he had some woodworking project on the go. Put the tools away, Webby. It's footy season. I can't imagine you with a woodworking project, but I can imagine you uh, firing up for footy season. Webby, young kids can't wait for the NRL to start as well as you, but a lot Good. of them will miss the game because it's on too late and they have school the next day. Oh, well, I hear you, brother. Well done, NRL. We're going to dig through the issues of round one, some of the big outs, some of the big ins for the first round of the Premiership season and Webby's top eight as well. 0457 736 736. Be the first caller this morning and you're in with a chance to win a Bunnings Warehouse voucher for $50 thanks to WD40. Register online for the Repair Challenge 2023 for a share in more than $15,000 in prizes. I got a text message here uh, that's asking about the situation with Luke Thompson. So the ankle injury yesterday, more than likely to keep him out for most of the season, if not perhaps all of the season. Where does that fit, do you know, Webby, into salary cap relief? They, they no. won't get any, will None. they? None. 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 So I suppose we're going to talk about Angus Crichton yeah. now as well. None, because under you get salary cap relief for injuries, uh, serious injuries sustained during rep fixtures, the no-fault stand-down policy, as they found with uh, DeBellin, um, and if you get medically retired. So that's why I think, look, I, I think I wrote that story a few days ago about uh, the Roosters seeking salary cap relief for Angus Crichton. It's a very tricky one for the NRL because they, it's, it's mental health and they have to be, um, they have to tread very carefully around those type of uh, issues. But... It's, it is an absolute proverbial can of worms yep. if you start giving salary cap relief to someone who is out indefinitely or for, um, like, at, at this stage, and they haven't put a timeline on it with, with Angus, but, you know, they're hoping that he might get back to training within 10 weeks. But even then, they don't know. I, I'd be surprised if the NRL gave cap relief to, to Angus. Um, it's It just seems like it's... It's too unclear how long he's going to be out for. Um, same, same with Thompson. I don't think that you, you're not going to get cap relief for that as well. Yeah. Like any other player who suffers, like he's got an ankle injury. And like the Roosters had so many ACL injuries there a couple of years ago that, and they didn't get cap relief. Boyd Cordner was out for half a year, mm. twelve weeks. 
they asked for cap relief for that, and they said no. And Boyd ended up retiring midway through that year. So they're very loath to hand out cap relief for long-term injuries. But there's some situations, particularly around rep football. Josh Hodgson was the the um, the litmus test for that after he was injured while playing for for England. That's when they brought that in. But it's only up to three hundred fifty thousand. Yeah. It's yeah, it's it's a sensitive one. It's very tricky, and it is a tricky one, and I I, I I totally understand that. So, with the fact that it is a mental illness, there there is a whole heap of you don't know. So, with certain injuries, you can put a time frame on it. So, if you take That's away right. the sensitivity of it and 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 take it down to that sort of you know very narrow view, if you like, is is that the biggest problem the, the, that you can't attach a time frame to this, and therefore it's very hard to then attach some sort of relief to it because there's no time frame on. Hundred percent, right? But on the flip side, when I wrote this the other day, like, like I, I think, particularly with concussion and mental health issues, like it's it that's you've got to be there. There's such there's growing issues within the game. They're the type of they're the type of um, condition, for want of a better term, that would that the player himself would go. Well, I'm not going to go forward with this because I'm not. I'm, I don't want to be a burden on my club. Mm. Um, but there's such serious issues that really need to be dealt with properly. It's. I, I look. I don't have an answer to it. Yeah. But but I think it's a growing area that the game's going to have to look at, particularly around concussions. You know, if you want, if you want to, if you want to encourage clubs, I mean, you've seen it just in terms of a game situation with the the 18th man coming into play on the bench. But in terms of like, you know, standing players down for as long as possible, like the Roosters have in many occasions, they've had to deal with it probably more than any other club in the last three or four years. If you really want to encourage clubs to do the right thing and play the long game with players who are suffering from concussion instead of rushing them back as soon as possible, then maybe they have to look at how that looks in terms of salary cap relief. Mm. Same with mental health. But you're right, it's different to an ACL where they can almost put it down to the week when a player is going to come back. It's a bit different. The, the, the unknowns around concussion and mental health uh, make it very hard. And when you read your article and you see, you know, Rooster's salary cap relief, the world blows up, right? Oh, that's, yeah. That's what oh, rugby no, leads. don't worry. I've got... I, I couldn't believe the slew of emails. But the Roosters have the right to and, ask. And honestly, people need to pull their heads in around around Angus too. It's, I know it's all very titillating and people have got all these theories and rumours and conspiracy theories or whatever, but just step back a little bit and understand that the bloke's in care at the moment, in treatment, trying to sort whatever it is he has, is dealing with. He's trying to sort it out. So, you know, I don't think it's pretty – I don't think it's fair for people to be bashing up him and, and the Roosters uh, – because of what they're going through at the moment. I think the the Roosters certainly have the right to ask, like any other club has the right to ask, and they'll put forward, if they go down that avenue, a fairly compelling case. But I'm with you. I don't think the NRL will, will budge on this one, and we just see where that one's going to head off. Let's talk some round one selections and things that caught your eye. Eels v Storm. So first up on that one, um, very different Storm. Very, very different Storm outfit to that of previous years with obvious names missing and Ryan Pappenhausen still on the we don't know list. And then you look across to the Eels and the name that jumps out there, Josh Hodgson, uh, wearing the number nine. So what do you expect in terms of this one? Is is it easier to get a read on the Parramatta side for round one than it is the Storm side? Uh, No, I think it's easier to get a a read on, sorry, Parramatta. Yes. Yep. 
Yeah, I do, but I think they're thin. They're thin in the back row, um, with Madison in particular uh, still being out suspended. It's a fascinating first up match for the season, I've got to say, with um, with both play- both teams losing key players uh, compared to last year. I don't know, how many times have we read the last rights for the Storm <laughs> over the last 10 years and they lose the big four to the big three to the big two to the big one, mm-hmm. then the big none? Um I think Pappenhausen is a massive loss. I think he, they really they really missed him towards the uh, the back of last season. But while ever you have someone like Cameron Munster and Jerome Hughes and Harry Grant in your spine, you're going to be a, a force to be reckoned with. But they lose so much experience in their pack with no Bromwiches. I think Kenny Bromwich is one of the most underrated forwards in the competition. I think he is a huge loss for them. He generated so much... Attack um, on that left edge at times throughout the last uh, the last couple of seasons. I think he's a massive loss, and so is just Kafusi's anger, <laughs> presence, presence, exactly, <laughs> presence and anger. All right, so who are you going? We may as well do our tips here. Who are you going? Eels v Storm tomorrow night. This is the hardest game out of the out of the round Ooh. of tip. I reckon. I'm going to say. I'm just going to say Param. I know the bookies have got um, uh, Melbourne as favourites, but I'll say Parramatta just because it's at home and. They'll be buoyed by Mitchell Moses' imminent, massively done Upgraded contract. contract. Upgraded contract. All right. Something Friday, like, something like Friday night, Warriors v Knights. I'll be calling this one right here on uh, SEN. So, again, new look Warriors um, and a lot of the focus on the Newcastle Knights with Caelan Ponga at number six. I will say the Warriors just because it's over there. Okay. Warriors to win that one. Panthers v Broncos. You look at the Panthers... With Dylan Edwards, Liam Martin named in. You look at the Bronx with Reese Walsh out. I think he's in for a big year, but Selwyn Cobbo goes to fullback there. So are you leaning towards the defending premiers to start the way they finished? Not leaning. <laughs> Falling over I'm towards. Jumping on top of them. <laughs> okay, Penrith to win that one. Manly v Bulldogs. A lot of hype around the Seagulls this year. Saturday afternoon at Four Pines Park down at Brookie. Cooper Johns will partner Daly Cherry Evans in the halves. Tom Trebojevic is back for uh, the Seagulls. And, of course, Burton and Flanagan in the halves there with Hayes Perham at fullback for the Doggies. Which way are you tempted here? Manly. Manly, Manly to win. Manly home. Tommy Turbo. Alex just screwed up his face. Why, are you a Bulldogs man? I don't know. I'm a Manly fan, but yeah. very mm. pessimistic one. Oh, okay. Jeez, bring the bring the tone of the room down. Cowboys yeah, v Raiders. Relatively few changes across the board here, but Cowboys at home. I like the cows up there. Cowboys to win at home. Sharks v Rabbitohs. Now this is this is my one that's got me thinking. And by the way, I've got the Rabbitohs to win the premiership this year. But Nico Hines out. Braden Trindle is in for the Sharkies. How do you think Cronulla v South Sydney starts? No Nico, no Sharks. It's that simple for you? For me, in, uh, against South, yes. Yep. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry, Sharkies. Okay. All right. Dolphins v Roosters. So we've covered Milford out, Katoa in. Brandon Smith's first game for the Roosters. After knocking back 900 a year to go to the Dolphins. <laughs> you don't think that's gone down well at uh, in Dolphin land? Well, <clears throat> he wasn't the only one. I know, but I think that that's the one that broke their heart more than Munster, to be honest. Yeah. Um, I can't see the Roosters being troubled whatsoever, but great day for the game. It is. The great late Arthur Beetson, who played for Radcliffe, said his dream was to see these two teams, of which he both uh, won premierships with, um, playing in uh, yeah. 
playing in a grand final one day. Not there yet, but they're playing in the opening round of the 23 competition. Yeah, Suncorp Stadium. So Sunday afternoon, that's a five past four kickoff. And then the Tigers v Titans. I had a chat with Api Corusau yesterday on the program. Clemmer, Isaiah Papali'i, all named. And then you look at the Titans' spine. Um, Brimson, Tanner Boyd, Kieran Foran. Um, Sam Verrills, I caught up with him on this program at the start of the week as well. This is an interesting one for those that are new faces at their clubs and what they can bring to their clubs of what's been missing over previous years. I'm not confident about the Titans at all. <clears throat> I really think they're gonna they've got a tough year ahead. I'll have to, I'd say I'd, I'd definitely the Tigers. Okay, Tigers to win that one. There you go. There's our tips for round one. Make sure you hold on, folks. We'll take a break, come back. We'll do your top eight and your premiership winner. So you've got a complete ad break to get it down. Go for it. Got it. On the text line, Andrew from Newcastle points out the cap relief for Angus Crichton. Um, That question would be for 2024. Nothing to do with 2023. That's right. Yeah, absolutely. And that was well and truly covered. Uh, Here's a question that we'll answer a little bit later on. What will happen to Basball? Um tours from here on in obviously after England yesterday went down by the one run against New Zealand the big question is what what happens next for the English team as they go towards the ashes look they're not going to stop they're not going to all of a sudden jump off the baseball train because they lost uh, a test playing baseball if we want to put it like that against New Zealand and as Ian Smith said this morning on the breakfast show they're going to have these falls along the way. That's what happens when you're playing that high-tempo, high-risk game. It's much better for the game of uh, test cricket in particular. And Australia will be thinking about that. They won't just be thinking about the Ashes in England as a normal challenge. They'll be thinking about the new Ashes in England against the new look team and how they play. So interesting stuff. We we posed yesterday, Webby, before you leave us today, the question of player salaries, and it lit up the switchboard and our text machine here. And most, I'd say nine out of 10 of our listeners say, make players' salaries public, officially public, and then it solves all the problems and questions about salary cap. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. We know that no. because third-party agreements, but the overwhelming Cash. response overwhelming response was cash to players cash to managers that is the that is the official under the table sound <laughs> is that what you do when you go into negotiations do you just drop the me yeah 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 that's exactly how i operate exactly <laughs> um it, it's an interesting question though isn't it i mean it's not going to happen uh, the nrl would would back it tomorrow yeah because, and i the, the but the, there are two um groups that don't want it the players association and the agents. Mm. But, again, it's not like a normal employment contract because it's not a normal job. No. Um, and, and it's under a salary cap system. It, 100%. If it wasn't under a salary cap system, go for your life. Exactly. But there'll always be suspicion no matter what around, um, around players for that reason. Cash under the table, cash to, to managers. It's funny, though. The salary caps – and the salary cap – it's not like they, um, the salary cap auditor or salary cap team don't forensically look at yeah. like every single contract and bank accounts and tax statements and all that type of stuff. Like they, they do, they do, but there's still ways around it. And I think it's really interesting though that there is so much, there's just as much, despite all the salary cap scandals and dramas and fines and suspensions that we've had in the last ten to fifteen years, that there's still, I'm, I don't can't recall so much 
suspicion around other clubs and how they operate and the haves and the have-nots than what there is at the moment. So... It's not a watertight system. No, and because even there's if no you draft. made if correct. Even if you made draft. players' salaries open, it's still not a watertight, foolproof system. So you answer some questions and you raise others along the way. And to be honest, mate, that was the general gist that we got in the three hour discussion that we had about it yesterday. Right oh, time for your top eight. We unveiled ours yesterday, so I'm gonna see how my mine stack up to you. This is Webby's top eight for twenty twenty three. Go for it. I've got the Cowboys one. Cowboys won. Cows. <whistles> Souths. I think they're the grand finalists. Yep. What, those two? Yeah. Yep. I've gone on out on a limb. Yep. <whistles> uh, roosters. <laughs> <laughs> roosters. Yeah. Penrith. Penrith. Storm. <whistles> yep. Storm Storm at five. <laughs> Parramatta. <laughs> Parramatta at six. Sharks. Sharkies. Uh, and now I don't know. Come I've got, on. I've got dogs, Manly or Canberra Come into on. that eight spot. Have a crack. I've said get... the dogs before, I've but got now I feel like you. I'm an idiot. Come on. Okay, I'll you... just say dogs just because I want to be part of the part of the Belmore revolution that's okay. going on out there. All right. So the, the big biggest old, one for me big there. Big old dog revolution. Yeah. The, the biggest one for me there is that you've got the Cowboys finishing on top. I had the Cowboys slipping still in the top eight, but slipping out of the top four. Why? This season because I've got the Panthers, Rabbitohs, Roosters and Sharks ahead of them. Oh, how boring. <laughs> That's the only reason why. Uh, now, let me give you a wild card. Let me give you a free play here. Manly. In place of? Bull- Bulldogs. Bulldogs, obviously. Okay, my free card was the Bulldogs in place of the Storm. Um, have you got the Storm in eighth? Yes, I've got the Storm in eighth. Wow. Yep, Storm in eighth. Okay. Good on you, mate. Have a good uh, rest of your day and we'll speak next week.